This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the final inspection. 105.7 FM, the fan. It's time for your NASCAR segment with Dennis Michelson and Laurie Monroe from Racetalkradio.com and Lori, one thing you can say about the Dover race, it sure had a crazy finish. It had a crazy finish, and it had a crazy middle and a start and, and everything that comes with, with Dover. I found it quite entertaining. Very entertaining race from start to finish, but NASCAR at the end of the day for the overtime Man, they didn't even come close to getting that track cleaned off. Uh, do you think that had something to do with the fact that there was that huge wreck down the day? Well, when I saw it happen in real time, I was livid that they that they restarted that race. And in my opinion, the track wasn't ready. But listening to some drivers, they didn't seem to have any problem with it. So, so I just don't know. I... I don't know how they can see through this stuff, but, you know, if this was a longer track like like Pocono this weekend, it wouldn't have been such a problem that, you know, the track isn't long enough to really have time for anything to settle once you once you create this huge plume of of baking powder, basically. And a few years ago, they switched to this different brand of this of this drying compound. And this stuff seems to be a lot chalkier. I, I noticed that at races I've been at. It gets on everything, too, and it just doesn't seem to clean up as well. I'm kind of wondering, though, if a little more attention to detail would have kept that wreck away. It's hard to say. You almost expect there to be mayhem, wreckage, and carnage on a, a late restart like that so close to the end of the race. I would have been very amazed had they not had there not been some sort of wreckage because you know these guys are all they're all trying to they're all going for the same spot and these guys are getting two, three, four wide and it's they're just bound to they're just bound to wreck. You know, it's the last last couple of laps in the race. So but yeah, you're right. That that uh, that speedy dry stuff is is a whole new ball game. Apparently, when it gets on your tear off too, it's it's just like basically putting a filter on your lens. It's uh, so fine, they uh, they just can't get rid of this stuff. The fans seem to hate the overtime rule as well. The overtime line on the back stretch and all that sort of mm-hmm. a deal. And as we were talking about the drivers not understanding the rule, it seemed like a few drivers were sort of confused by the overtime rules again last week as well. It's just crazy. I I don't know why they would be. It it almost sounds convenient that they are. But do you truly think that had any other driver won this race other than Jimmy Johnson, 
people would be would still be up in arms. You know, this was Kyle Larson's race to lose. He basically once again he's a, he's a bridesmaid. Had Kyle Larson won, do you think there would have been the outcry that there has been with Jimmy Johnson winning? I no. don't think so. No, no way at all. And I think a couple of things contribute to that. Number one, fans love to complain about everything. Oh, yeah. And, and of course, Jimmy Johnson had the Kale Yarbrough tribute helmet on. Yeah. So, of course, the fix was in for him winning this race. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he did start at the back of the pack due to a NASCAR penalty. I don't think NASCAR would have done that uh, just for drama if they were trying to fix the race. And the, the one thing I will say, though, he seemed to be hanging back a little bit before they hit the restart zone because as soon as Kyle Larson went, the 48 had more room to get some momentum going. It, it's like he started accelerating, you know, maybe a little bit before mm -hmm. the restart zone because he was able to get away with it because he did hold back a little bit. Um, it is so hard to police these restarts, though. That certainly it wasn't is. over the line. But this this is why Jimmy Johnson is a seven-time champion. This is also why Kyle Larson is a guy who admittedly isn't as great on restarts as he could be. So there you have all the makings of what we saw and, and everything that you just described. It's There's a reason. There's a reason for this. Big time penalties coming down this week to uh, oh, yeah. the 18 team. Of course, Kyle Busch, you know, the old adage that eight tires turn better than four. What we learned <laughs> is that three tires do not turn better than four. Three tires suck. <laughs> yeah, they drop the jack. He leaves pit road before, whoops, they put the uh, rear tire on all the way and it came off. Mm -hmm. Still pretty remarkable he was able to rebound and get back up front only to have problems again with a tire uh, getting loose late in the race that finally cost him a chance to win. But these penalties to the crewman who was yeah. tightening the tire, I understand that. I understand the crew chief because it's his responsibility. The buck stops with the crew chief. How the heck do you penalize the tire carrier? He had nothing to do with it. But they win as a team and they lose as a team. So I think you can you can factor a little bit of that into it. Absolutely blew my mind that Kyle Bush was able to come back. And I think he at one point he was second again after after that uh, deal on the uh, losing the one tire. And yeah, as you say, penalized again, finished 16th at the end of the day. But I thought for sure this guy was going to win this race, even after what had happened to him. And people are upset about this penalty now with Kyle Busch as well. You know, it's it was it's not like it was an intentional thing. It was just something that happened. It was a it was a bad deal that happened. So, you know, you can take it either way. The way I look at it is, you know, you're supposed to leave the pit with all your tires on, all your wheels mounted properly, and that didn't happen. And how how they got to that point is really not even an issue. The fact was they were at that point. They left they only had three wheels on the car. Sadly, you know, you're going to get penalized. The rule is the rule. And NASCAR did the yes. right thing by yeah. by uh, officiating the rule properly. 
I just think the rule is kind of stupid. I think there was no intent to put three tires on instead of four, and there was no injury. <laughs> there was no injury that was involved by losing this tire out on the track. So I, I just look at this penalty as being kind of silly, but they were right. That's what the rule book says, and they yeah. followed the rule book without any, you know, looking at intent or, oh, that's not an advantage. You know, it's just like if you're too... It was a mistake. Yeah. If a, if a part breaks and you're too low, yeah. too bad. So sad. You didn't pass tech. So yeah. I, I get why they did that, but I just think the rule might need a little tweak in the offseason. Also in the news this week, oh, I was so happy to hear this news because we heard that Bubba Wallace was losing his Xfinity ride after Pocono. How cool that he's going to get to drive for the King in the 43 car the the rest of the time, apparently, that uh, Eric Almirola mm-hmm. will be out, which will be several weeks more. Yeah, I was thrilled to see this. And going into Pocono this weekend, that is one of the most exciting things, in my opinion, that's going to be happening this weekend, is just seeing him with the 43 car, seeing what he can do in that equipment. You know, Almirola has been no slouch in it. But I heard on uh, on one of the other radio shows this past week just people talking about the fact that Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace are really good friends, and each of them are in such iconic cars. What an absolute thrill it must be. And I know Blaney wanted to get a picture of them together with, uh, with their cars because this is sort of a, a, a cool historic type thing. Can you imagine getting to Darlington? And oh with all goodness. the throwback stuff, you've got uh, you got Bubba Wallace in the 43 and Blaney in the 21. That is going to be an exciting event as well. Very cool indeed. And Bubba Wallace is a driver that has really paid his dues. He's gotten more yeah. out of those Roush cars in the Xfinity series than, you know, just about anybody else. And has been consistently up there running fourth in points and loses his ride because of the lack of sponsorship after this week. You know, I just, I couldn't have been more excited for the young man. Uh, you know, great to see his career get a shot in the arm like this. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, folks, it is time to step out and take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have you still blowing your NASCAR news and more. Thanks for tuning in to the final inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the final inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan, Dennis and Lori on a Saturday afternoon, and you know what that means. We're a team in a revenue. Ah, yes, folks. The hottest and most explosive segment in Milwaukee radio. Wait, lightning! When you hear the dog sing along. You know it's time for a good old-fashioned still-blowing Lori Monroe. Can you explain what it's all about? Yes, when we watch racing every weekend, something's bound to get us upset, and we like to blow up it still. So if you have something that's upset you, head over to racetalkradio.com, and you can fill out the form. Very easy to fill out this form, and you can let us know what you would like to have blown up, just like Patrick did this week. Ooh. Ooh, a guest celebrity still blowing. I'm 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 looking Absolutely. forward to this one. Yes, one of our longtime uh, 
listeners has sent is still blowing in. And what he would like to see is the people who complain get their still blown up because what he says is he thinks that the race in Dover, people think that the race in Dover last week was fixed at the end when Jimmy crossed the overtime line and won. Jimmy wasn't given the win and NASCAR didn't choose him to win. He was in position to win pretty much once he got up towards the front after starting from the back of the field. And those who think Kyle Larson got robbed, nope, he got beat. He had a strong car, but when, but Jimmy had a stronger car when it counted. He goes on to say NASCAR doesn't predetermine or fix races. The outcomes just happen and things change during a race. Nothing is constant. That is from our listener, Patrick. Oh, I love that one because if NASCAR was in the business of fixing races, mm-hmm. wouldn't they have fixed a championship for Dale Earnhardt Jr. somewhere along the history lesson of the sport here the last five or six years? Well, just you know? look at the last couple of races. He's suffered some really some really bad penalties as well. Yeah. The NASCAR doesn't choose favorites, folks. No. I, I hate to inform you of that. And, and if you don't believe me, then I, all I can say is you got your aluminum foil hat or aluminum foil hat on a little too tight. Light Lori lightning. Mon- exactly. Laurie Monroe, do you have a still that needs blowing? It just goes back to what we talked about earlier in the show about all the speedy dry and the fact that it was like driving through the Sahara Desert out there. I thought they could have cleaned it up a little bit better. Oh, that's an excellent choice. And mine is some social media reaction to the Bubba Wallace announcement that just troubles me because I'm of, a, of, of the thought that we are a more enlightened people nowadays than we were, say, back in the 1950s. But every once in a while, someone has to drag their knuckles across social media talking about how... NASCAR shouldn't have a diversity program. They're turning off the other fans by having a black kid in the ride. I don't care what color Bubba Wallace is. I could care less if he was a white kid from wherever. The kid has paid his dues. He has shown the ability on the track to race at this level. He deserves a chance. So for you racist idiots that got to always be bringing up race. Uh, And quite frankly, that includes the people that say that this is sort of some kind of a big opportunity to show what our people can do. I'm sorry, Bubba Wallace is a race car driver. Can we just appreciate that fact? Do Mm -hmm. Do we have to bring the race into everything? Because this is a kid who, back when he was racing at Hickory, got some heckling from some really racist idiots and always handled it with style and with class and has gone on to to be just a, an outstanding young racer who just needs a chance to show what he can do. And that's why I'm thrilled about this right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Boy, that's some good still blowing. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think Patrick's deserves the still blowing this week. I, I like Patrick's. I really like yours, though. Well, it's also people who complain, so we can give Patrick an assist on that as well. Okay, so, <laughs> let's do it. So, General Mattis, send in the big bombs, please. Oh, the sweet sound of explosives. I just love it. 
love it. Well, Lori, it is time to hit the NASCAR news. And this from the folks at Nielsen. Guess what? Us NASCAR fans watching on TV, we're getting older. Does it really surprise you? Like all the youngins out there, they're they're either not watching or they're watching or listening on a radio or something. I I just don't know who all other than us old people can sit there for four or five hours, you know, with with pre-race and stuff and, you know, then get a hoist and lift ourselves up to go get a drink or something. (laughs) It's times have changed. People just don't sit the way we do, I don't think. And it's tradition for me. Like Sundays. Oh, it's tradition for me too, yeah. Sundays and NASCAR go together. And that's sort of, I look forward to my Sundays with NASCAR. You know, that's the thing is I, I don't know if I can ever change that, but the youngins are consuming the highlights and they're happy with that. So I think the old fashioned Nielsen ratings, which are dropping like crazy for all sports and for primetime TV, I'm not so sure that's a measure of how things go anymore. So uh, Yeah, I, I agree. But that big news coming out this week. Also from the NASCAR News Vault, the uh, NASCAR folks had a talk with their crew chiefs, as they do every week, to discuss possible rule changes. And they have said that they're not happy with how many cars are failing inspection for qualifying the first time or second time or in some cases the third time around. They might have a more draconian way to keep people in line. They might take a tire, a set of tires away for the race. How about that? Uh, Are you serious? Yes. They've got these guys measuring cars with micrometers and lasers and, and everything. And I don't know what the next step is going to be for, for measurement for these cars for, for tech. Psychics. Now they're going to start penalizing by taking away something that's so needed in every race. This, like, draconian is, uh, is an understatement. Yeah. I'm not so My sure that God. this is, I'm not so sure this is going to go over well because. Oh, that's this, ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's also a potential safety hazard because. Yeah, if you're sure. Gonna, absolutely. You're going to put guys out on a super speedway on old tires so they could finish the race. Uh, I don't know. I think there's better ways of penalizing and maybe hit them where it hurts. Hit them with the championship points. Maybe that's where you need to start fining people is championship points. I think that's what they all care about. Also this week, speaking of tires, a tire test at Chicagoland Speedway. Some of the teams in representation for a two-day test where they use the tires that are used this year at Las Vegas, Charlotte, and last year's tires at Chicago. No word on which tire was preferred, but the good news, Lori, is they got almost the same temperature that you'd expect, and they got two days of very sunny conditions here in Chicago with temperatures more typical of September, so I think it was a pretty good tire test. Well, did you arrange that for him, Mr. Weather I, I Guy? Did, I did what I could. I, I advised well, nice them. Of you. Yeah, I advised them that this was a good week to do it. That's big of you, you know that? I thought so. Also yeah. in the news, <laughs> Velveeta Shells will be sponsoring Ryan Newman coming up at a race not too far down the road at Michigan. I don't know, but I'm not sure that Ryan Newman looks like a Velveeta Shells guy. I'm I'm kind of thinking if you're going to have a Velveeta Shell sponsorship, bring Jimmy Spencer out of retirement. 
Yeah, but after what we saw in the past week with the six car and the Xfinity side, don't you think any sponsorship that is willing to throw money at a team is a good deal? And I know yes. you're making light of this, but you know, I think I think uh, Ryan Newman, he's got a couple little kids. I think they're a Velvita family, don't you think? Yeah, and the thing is, Ryan Newman's a great guy to represent any product. Absolutely. Well, folks, it is time for the NASCAR Cup Series to compete out there at the Tricky Triangle of Pocono. And uh, where no turn four exists, that's why it's called a triangle. Laurie Monroe, who is your pick to win the big race this weekend? Well, let's see if uh, Kyle Larson has learned how to shift gears. I'm going with him. That is an excellent pick. And I am going to pick Martin Truex Jr. to shift his way to victory. That's a good pick. There are picks indeed for the big race this week at Pocono. Thanks for tuning in to the final inspection. 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.